Brian's. Yeah, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> I was, I, you know, I was just sitting there looking at you, and I was waiting for you to. I was, it's like a staring contest. I was wondering who was gonna, who was gonna speak first. It's funny what happens when you put a microphone in front of somebody, right? Because when you walk into the house, you're always <laughs> like, "Hey, I'm here," but the microphone's like, "Cricket." Do you think we should try that just for next time you host something? You should connect one of the microphones on one of the boom arms right by the door. And when they walk in and be like, hey, and just like throw it in their face. Should I get like a little you're on air sign? <laughs> a little flashing. You could have the camera set up on the tripod. That would just be mean. <laughs> I'd be curious. Welcome to the podcast, Neighbors Don't Knock. The show where two neighbors drop by for conversations that are fun, relevant, and downright hilarious. Join them and special guests in their mission to talk about anything and everything and laugh about it no matter what. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Brian on, as always with me, is Philip. Hello, hello, hello. What's going on, Philip? Man, I'm exhausted. You look a little worn. I am so tired and I am so hot and gross. I went running today and the temperature was 100 degrees. So the real, you know, or the well, the real temperature was nearly 100 degrees. It feels like it was probably, I don't know, 180. Hold on. Before we get into that, because what it feels like is always interesting what people say. It feels like this. I'm always, but uh, you guys have stumbled onto the podcast, Neighbors Don't Knock. If you're one of our regular subscribers, awesome. We thank you. If you're not, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, like, follow, comment. Let us know what's going on. We'd love to have you. We are just here to expand the neighborhood, have a little bit of fun. That's right. It's true. And so far, we've had uh, great luck expand the neighborhood. I had so much fun last week talking to the folks from El Pasión. They were great. They were. It was fantastic. It's good to be back, just you and me, of course. We love having new guests, but, you know, it's kind of like carving out a little time for ourselves. I start to miss you. <laughs> it's like, we got to share each other now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, but this this I've episode, seen that movie. <laughs> what movie is that? It's not twins. No, were you thinking of twins with, with Danny DeVito and 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 the Schwarzenegger? Can you believe that they talked them both into doing Junior? Ah, that was I, okay. I don't even want to say. I'm going to admit this on the podcast, but I did watch that movie. It's the only movie I've ever walked out horrible. of in the theater. I walked out. I never saw it in the theater. My grandfather used to uh, up in New York, used to videotape with VHS's um, movies on HBO since we didn't have HBO <laughs> or, or we had it at one point and then we got rid of it. I don't know. So you're like bootlegging yeah. movies all the way from New York. <laughs> so you put I it like in the it. VCR, you know, you hit record that you had to hit the play and the record at the same time for anyone that has ever had a VCR knows what I'm talking about. What is the uh, statute of limitations on this, on this law breaking that you were doing? I'm <laughs> a little worried about this being on the air. <laughs> The feds are going to show up. I don't think it's that. I mean, it's it's not like it happens now, but yeah, we're talking about... Uh, anyway, whatever. Sir, we're looking for Brian Chambers. <laughs> Cuff me. I watched Junior, a tape version of Junior. They let you go because they would feel so bad for you. <laughs> the movie was that bad. We we can't book him. It really was. A, it was horrible. I'm pregnant. I'm going to keep the baby. Yeah. It was so bad. It was... Uh, I couldn't believe how awful that film was. Who came up with that concept? The whole concept, the fact that it made it You past, really want to go there? Dude, who, who came up with that concept? <laughs> seriously, the fact that it made it past the boardroom is unbelievable. Well, I mean, I want to know why they got Arnold to sign, or how they got Arnold to sign on to that movie. 
I mean, just in general, he was a relatively a big name. Yeah, he was huge. I mean, he's always been a big name once he, you know, became Mr. Universe or whatever. Yeah. But uh, Brian, the answer is money. <laughs> yes. That is. But you can't believe that he was hurting for money to do that movie. No, there's, there's never enough, Brian. <laughs> there's never enough. Sure, I have the belly. <laughs> just where's the sign, the check? <laughs> yeah. My, my agent says I should do this film. Clearly, he's never met a man because no man wants to be pregnant ever. <laughs> There's, there's a reason why <laughs> men cannot carry children, right? We'd be so bad at it. I mean, have you ever seen a dude, toughest dude on the planet, gets like a cold? Yeah, we're babies. We're horrible. We're babies. Absolutely. Yeah, I, there's I, no way. Well, this podcast, we are going to get- I'm in. pregnant. I'm going to blow my brains out. <laughs> if we don't blow our brains out because of that, of thinking of being pregnant men here on Neighbors Don't Knock- um, we are going to get into a little bit. Uh, I have some beef of, of some things going on. I'm about to get on an airplane, and I want to chat about that. Also, the Olympics are happening, man. Dun, 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 dun. You know, so I hope for you, hopefully you guys are rooting for Team USA and all the countries. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the controversy, though, going on about the Olympics. Indeed. As well as the space race. It really feels funny to say that in my time, in our time right now. The space race. The new space race. The new, I guess we have to say the new space yeah. race. Let's go on this journey. Uh, Philip, I know this, you were sweating a little bit. I did want to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah, I can't stop. And I it fe stop. it feels like 130 out, yes, yes. And we're not even in the desert. <laughs> you know, it, the desert would be much, much better. You think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, running here is brutal, man. This time of year, it's just the humidity, because you, you can't cool off, right? The sweat just sticks to you. It never evaporates, so you don't have that evaporative cooling, which is the purpose of sweating, so it's miserable. Oh, yeah, let me let me write that down, Professor. Thank Listen, you for the you science. Still use, you still use <laughs> I have beef in conversation, <laughs> That's okay? true. You don't I get to judge me <laughs> over there. All right, so tell us, why were you running? What, I mean, why are you insanely... Why are you insane out there in this heat? Because I'm insane and I've, and I've got issues and uh, and competition issues. So I signed up for the half marathon again this year that I had to miss because of COVID last year. Oh, no. so yeah. it's so the half is what thirteen miles? Thirteen point one. Thirteen point one. Okay. Yep. And I also signed up for the full marathon in January. And you, but you automatically get to do the half, right? Because you were signed up for the full at one point. Is no, that these are two completely separate events in in Houston. Actually. Oh, okay. They're not because I know they do. Don't they do they a do half? They do have a half with that with the full marathon, yep. Houston marathon. Okay, I, that's what I thought. So I, now I know that you're do you're signed up. So it's prepping your training. Yeah, I'm doing something called the Houston half, which is in October. I've done it once before. I ran it in 2019. Please don't ask how quickly because it wasn't quickly. You could tell me, and I, I would be like, is that fast? Because it'd be faster than what I could do. And somebody would pop up from, like, <laughs> behind my dresser and go, no, no, that's not fast. <laughs> that's walking. Um, that was a bit faster than walking. You call thankfully. yourself a runner. Thankfully, yeah. I call, my, I call myself a jogger. Well, uh, what are you doing as far as, obviously, training outside, but what are you doing on the, uh, the diet front? Are you doing, like, the two eggs in the glass, like Rocky? No, I'm just trying Got to Got to bulk not, up. No, I'm not a, <laughs> I'm going to get huge. You're <laughs> going to get huge. Humongous. Are you like having chafing nipples and have to like rub stuff on your nipples? Well, that's happened. I've had nipples completely wear off and bleed. So like, you have like a oh, new oh, thing horrible. of Vaseline. Go go to Costco and get one of those massive Vaseline oh, things. Oh, Brian, there's always Vaseline in my house. I'm a married man. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, 
I do have to protect the nips, Brian. You have to protect the nips. I, I mean, I've seen people that have had it really bad, oh, like it's, rashes it, it, it's, and, and, it's bad. and yeah, stuff it's like no that. It's a joke, but, especially when it's like hotter than the surface of the sun. Um, but no, I'm not going crazy with the whole diet thing. I'm just trying to not eat like a complete a-hole. <laughs> like yeah. I'm, I'm ter- You know me, right? Like one drink leads to six. Trust me, one nacho <laughs> leads to a bag. I mean, that's just yeah, the yeah. way that my brain works. So. I'm, I'm a snacker if, if it's in front of me. I, I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. So yeah, as so a diet, dieting, no, not like a strict thing. Just, but by training, I'm, I'm being pretty strict this time for the first time, because last time I did this, I really, really rushed it and I didn't train properly. I didn't treat myself well. And yeah. You can hurt yourself. Yeah, man. It like hurt. doing, it doing hurt. that. It like was, it's, it's a serious thing to try to run 26 miles and you know, and five hours or whatever it is. Yeah. Whether it be a, a half marathon or a full marathon, distance running is no joke. And you know, I've got cousins um, that are actually ultra runners. They do the hundred mile races and all that crazy stuff. In fact, one of my cousins right now is running the entire Appalachian trail. Yeah. You mentioned, you mentioned he, he's kind of like a wilderness guy just lives out there. While he's running, he's all full on Forrest Gump about this from his Facebook pages. Um, I know. I saw a picture. He does look like Forrest a little bit. You give him that Bubba Gump hat and telling you, man, like it's, spinning image. But it's amazing. And it's amazing that he's doing it. And I could never, ever, ever do that. So for me, just the 13 mile race followed by the 26 mile race. I just want to do it right this time. I mean, I'm going to be 41 years old this year, man. I got to be careful. My knees are already damaged. All right. Damaged as oh, is. I'm going to stop you right there. Don't throw the age. You can't throw the age card out because there's people that get in that race that are in their like 60s and 70s. And they're incredible. I and know they are. I'm not. <laughs> ah, there it is. There it is. But when I. I'm 41 year old dad bod normal guy. Okay. <laughs> but hold on. When I asked though about diet esque, I, I don't. I wasn't. One, I guess I was curious if you had something very specific but do you change up your routine more or less like you can't eat past a certain time or you, you know what i mean because if you eat late that's not healthy for you and I, you know everyone kind of knows that or do you have to eat your breakfast at a certain time or are you making sure you're at least getting three meals you know the science goes back and forth on the whole eating late thing so i'm not sure where i stand on that but i can tell you that when i did this two years ago and i got pretty serious in the distance when i was getting up to the you know, eight mile runs, 10 mile runs. When I eat before I run makes a huge difference. There's no question about that. And I did get to the point where I was buying like those little, you know, energy boosting treats that you kind of give yourself in the yeah, middle of the run. Yeah, t- either the squares or the bars yeah, the or gummies. whatever. I, yeah, I was using yeah. the gummies. The gummies, the, yeah. Yeah, and um, because the gel packs hurt my stomach and the gummies didn't. It makes a huge difference. It really does. It, it's incredible how much you can see the effect of that. So, So, yes, I'm trying to be conscious and, and careful about when I eat and things like that and what I eat. Well, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of myths out there. So, I mean, I, if you are one of those people, if you're our listeners that does distance running, let us know what kind of things that Philip should be doing. Yeah, please do post <laughs> up. And you can also tell Brian that he shouldn't use beef in conversation. That, <laughs> I'm that'd sure, be welcomed as well. Sure. You can tag that beef line in there. Sure. Dude, in um, all sincerity though, for the calorie thing, Man, I was in Florida again with my family recently, and my father happened to be down there with us. Snaps a picture of me shirtless on the beach without asking permission. <laughs> you, you have to have permission to take a, a photo. Actually, my wife's like that. <laughs> she doesn't like getting Damn photos. right. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I am the walrus. It is bad. <laughs> I was like, whoa, what's up, Tubby? It is time to calorie count. So, so no, it's I'm gonna, labors, It's layers of love. Yeah, so I'm not going to be that runner who's like, I need to make sure I get my calories in. It was embarrassing. I looked at myself, whoa, okay, fatty. It is well, time you, to Well, you can this. cross-train in the pool, though. 
you can it, it, and if, if you, you want to do that water. i could, i could set you up on that yeah i could set you up on that i i will say there are a few myths that i mean at least with with swimmers that i know that it's that whole rule you can't go in the water until 30 minutes after you eat or you know, you have to wait 30 minutes before you right, go in the nonsense. water after eating. It is. that That's nonsense. There's little weird things like that. But You like, can feel like crap. Yeah, you yeah. Know. You're not going to necessarily feel 100%. Yeah. You know, I'm like, not, I'm, we're not Olympic bar. athletes. we got to follow some kind of guidelines. I tell you, man, watching uh, what has aired so far of the Olympics, how incredible. I'm I, I, The summer I geek out about, I watch, I've watched so many things from taekwondo to skeet shooting to fencing, I was I was sitting there because we have a gold medal for the first time ever. I saw that in foiling. fencing, yeah, yeah. foiling. Uh, it would it would against so it's called the, foiling. Against, yeah, that's what they. Yeah, I had to I had to kind of look at that. I was like, wait, why, why didn't they just call it fencing? I know. I thought the person like just thwarted somebody's plans cleverly. <laughs> I foiled you. Yeah, and it took me a minute too because the the woman who who won it, um, and I forget her name, but. Uh, who who won the gold was going against someone from Russia, and when I I didn't recognize because it has ROC on there because of the whole doping scheme, so they're under the Republic uh, Olympic Committee. That's what the ROC stands for. Here, I thought it was righteous old communists. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you would. <laughs> but there's a lot of Russian athletes. I mean, I think there's over 300 Russian athletes. They're they're just not penalizing the athletes and as long as they te- they don't test positive for doping they're penalizing basically the country which is good because this olympics have been marred by scandal enough as is right it's nice to have them have the option to compete and at least represent their efforts even if they can't represent their flag oh no it, and you're right about the scandal and, and all the controversy because the people in tokyo were protesting the olympics even going on before it started because no one can go to the games unless it's very strict. You have to be either a coach, some kind of media pass or something, or have very special permission, or there's very limited people that they're allowing in. Um, I've seen some of the outdoor events, like the archery was really cool um, because it was outdoors. I, I saw a lot of people, or a lot more people, I should say. But it was kind of sad watching some of the beach volleyball games and not really seeing a crowd in there, which, which like events like that get fueled by the spectators yeah of course i I think that not only for people around the world being just kind of like a subdued and sort of a a bummer and a reminder of of the fact that this thing is still going on right we're still stuck in this pandemic but i can't imagine being the athletes right you have the opportunity to go up you're in the olympics it should be a crowd of hundred thousand people whatever it is so if you were on the committee would you have you'd be pushing to to, you would have pushed to, to have the olympics because that was kind of the argument because they're not letting people in they're refunding people for tickets, but they weren't letting people in. And now you have a country that spent billions of dollars to put these games on. And it's, you know, tourists They're And they're bringing all these. The other thing you talk about the pandemic, they're bringing all these athletes in from around the world. And people are testing positive who have been vaccinated. And so you're having all the and so the people in Tokyo and in Japan are just not for it. Not everyone, I should say. There are people that are loving it. It's got to be hugely split. But it's there's enough that it's made noise, and they that's why they were even contemplating. But would you have canceled the games? Like obviously they're going on now, and we're seeing kind of the joy of what we love out of the Olympics. But a week or two weeks ago, would you, if you were having to make that decision, would you have voted for or against? For canceling? For canceling? No, I would have. I would have voted against canceling. Yeah. Uh, for Just a lot to go of ahead. Po- and- well, for a lot of the points that you brought up, the, the first thing that you brought up is that they spent unbelievable 
amounts of money to put this on. And But they're still going to lose money on this, though. Well, they're going to lose money, but I think they would have lost even more if they had to do it all over again because a lot of this stuff is temporary structures, right? You can't just Oh, there's leave so it many up. structures around the world after the Olympics are gone, they go to waste. Yeah, it, it's it's very very difficult and they've tried to avoid doing a lot of that now. So a lot of this stuff is is designed to be reused elsewhere and resold and, and some of it's a loan, you know, rented. Well, that and just to make money from the spectators and everything coming yeah. in the, the influx of people, yeah. Sure. I mean, the benefit to a lot of these areas that host things like the Olympics is that they get the tourism spike. I I read a study a couple of years back a few Olympics ago. I don't remember exactly which one it was, but they were talking about, does anybody actually ever really make money off these? And it turns out, I think... Uh, was it Greece? No, it may have, it may have been Sochi. Oh, okay, were, the Winter Olympics. So, okay. Yeah, because they were so marred by scandal with all the waste, right? So that could have been, I mean, go figure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, 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 I think that's the Winter when, Olympics. Yeah, I, yeah, I, think that's, I think that's when the study came out, but the study was saying basically that nobody ever makes money off these things in the end. It's actually always more expensive for the country that hosts it than they actually get back in. Yeah, absolutely. Revenue. So I think that because they lost so much money already last year, to ask them to do it twice would have been egregious. I also think that it's unfair to the athletes. Well, I don't think, uh, uh, well, I, yeah, I, I understand that. And I'm with you on that point. It's unfair to the athletes, but at the same time, it does put a higher risk upon other athletes. Yeah, but that's their choice. You're right, and that and that's the whole point. They can pull out, but but then you go to the whole thing that they've been training for four years, for five or five years or whatever, and now they're not comfortable enough. It's their choice, but they're kind of forced to making certain choices that they wouldn't have to. I agree, but I'm going to go ahead and make an assumption, and I'm going to assume. And, and forgive me in advance for my assumptions, but I'm going to assume that most athletes that are vaccinated and healthy and don't have otherwise um, immune compromising situations going on, I think most of them would choose to compete for the event that they've been training for years for because they recognize if you delay it one more year. Well, right, you're, yeah, depending on your sport, get, your window could be very short exactly. or very small. They may never get back to the ability to compete where they are right now. So I know that there have been some athletes that have been unable to attend. I know there have been some athletes that had to pull out even for accommodation reasons at the last minute. Oh yeah. And I, and I feel deeply for them. I think that you have to make a decision based on the greater good at that point. And I'm not speaking about the greater good for the viewers and the spectators. I mean, the greater good for the majority of the athletes well, that are competing. And again, that that's that's where you can go either way on that coin. The, who says the greater good is to give them the opportunity or to pro protect the athletes themselves or health? I mean, I mean, you could go either way with that. Well, one thing that they didn't do that, at least that I saw, that I would have been very interested in, is a poll of the athletes. I didn't see that either. It'd be interesting that we, be we, very should, interesting. we may look that up and see if we can find something like that. I, I would be curious. But regardless, they are going on. It's phenomenal. I was excited. I mean, I'm a big water polo swimming guy, but I watched everything. Like I said, I was watching canoeing, mountain biking. I did watch the skateboarding. Did you really? I did. And I checked out the surfing too. Um, the surfing to me was the more interesting because... You have, and my wife and I kind of talked about this because I'm like, you know, you got to score off of what's given to you because it wasn't a man-made pool. It was off the coast, right? And so that's... Yeah, each wave is different. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of the one thing, at least with like the skateboarding, 
kind of like gymnastics that you have skills that you have to show in the judging and all that, you know, but everyone's getting the same opportunity on the same spot. Right. So that was the more interesting thing, but the skateboarding was interesting, man. It, there was, I never thought I would see a 13 year old or 14 year old win a gold medal in skateboarding. How do you feel about that? I feel really weird about that age range being allowed to compete on this level. I always have. I don't know what I don't, it is. I, honestly, I don't care. If, if you're if you're mature enough at that level to... But how do you measure that? How do you measure if they're mature enough to, to handle if they, the pressure? If, pressure is a different thing. I'm talking if they have the skill, if they got the skill level... I'm strictly talking about the mental pressure. Oh, I, I honestly, I, I if it were... I mean, I don't have kids, but if, if I had a kid that was doing that, I'd probably be a really bad, I'd be like the, the sideline coach type of parent. I'd be like a coach's worst nightmare. <laughs> You're better than that. <laughs> yeah. I, would, I, do, I, I don't know. I mean, you always I want the best. I said, give me your all. You, you always want the best that's, for your kids. That's scary, man. It really, it, I think about it quite often, actually. I mean, look at look at Simone Biles when the Olympics opened and she did her first her first competition. Largely, I mean, we love her, obviously. Yeah, and Simone, right? if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the show. Uh, please, please come. <laughs> but we we want to always wish you guys and and team all of Team USA, you know, whatever sport you're competing in, the best of luck. Of course, we wish all the athletes the best of luck, especially Team USA. And we have a, a special fondness in our hearts for anybody from the greater Houston area. Absolutely, so, Simone, you're always on our mind. But if if you look at how how her first competition went, and if you look at what she said about it afterwards, because she was very public. Um, They're talking about the qualifying rounds. Indeed, yeah, 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 yeah. She's very public in her response. I think most people would agree the the greatest gymnast in the world, possibly of all time, coming out and saying, "Hey guys, the Olympics are the real deal, and the mental pressure is huge. It's really hard. It's really hard to get your head." I'm paraphrasing all of this, but that was effectively what she was saying. She was saying she was admitting that she actually buckled a bit under stress for the qualifiers. That's amazing. We're the greatest Olympian in her One sport. One of the greatest athletes. Yeah. The greatest <laughs> the greatest gymnast in the world, right? Yeah. Imagine a 13-year-old kid. Like maybe 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 get the one well, 13 year old kid who's like totally just I'm so happy to be here. This is so cool. Whatever, I mean, that, dude. See, but that's the other thing. You you're talking about mental state, but for this Olympics, I don't it's very asterisk. Put that asterisk there because you you're, don't have. You're going to qualify. <laughs> you're going to qualify the pandemic Olympics. You're going to be like, ah, it was 2021. No one. Well, because no you, you don't you have as many people there. You, you, it's, it's a little quieter. It's, right. it's a so little like, different. It's like little Billy totally eats shit on the half pipe and loses his chance at a podium finish. And you're like, oh, don't worry about it, buddy. There's no one there to see it anyway. They were they were pretty supportive of, of each other, which was really nice. That to is see. cool. It, it, it was really cool. I I. You should check it out. You should check it out. It is worth uh, worth looking at. We'll see. I mean, the games are going, so it, it didn't stop. But hopefully, there'll be more positive that come out of this. You, you didn't answer though. You asked me if I'm if I'm before or against canceling. What about you? At first, I was a little against leaning that way after seeing what the people's reaction was, just as a nation. But in general, I would be for for all the reasons we, we listed. Yeah, I mean, you're only seeing the protesters. Right, so you're not seeing the nation's response; you're seeing the angry people. Well, response. it's very it, hard it to figure out where the balance bit, is. It, it became a little bit bigger, and, and listening to to the Olympic, the International Olympic Committee, the way they were debating it, kind of is the other reason that gave me pause to be like, uh, I don't know if you guys really have the athletes, in my opinion, listening to to what was being put out there. 
I wasn't behind closed doors, obviously, or have inside track. But what you I was privy to the yeah, exactly. But what I was hearing was things like uh, that didn't make me feel that they were necessarily thinking about the athletes, but just the whole in general, right? Fair enough. You know, the money aspect is is kind of what I felt was being looked at more. You got to follow the money, baby. So yeah, it's kind of the thing. But I'm gonna be traveling soon. I'm getting on an airplane very soon, coming up, and I was at dinner a few nights ago with uh, some friends and she was a flight attendant and I was kind of curious. I wanted to, to hear what was going on uh, with how things are on flights because you've seen all these videos of unruly passengers that have skyrocketed. Yeah, like didn't some poor flight, flight attendant's teeth get knocked out I, by somebody? I, well, I was curious and, and when she, when I was like, oh, you're a flight attendant, let me, what, what's your side? How, how does it feel for you being, because I know everyone else wants to get back on flying and traveling and getting around, but uh, she told me she felt scared. That's so, that's so tragic. Isn't that? It is like, she, she said she felt it because you, you don't know what someone's going to be or how they're going to react. And of course she mentioned that it's mostly mask related and all this other crap. Like, I, I understand that the mask is the catalyst, the flare up. But there's just something so angry about people right now. It's everywhere. I mean, if you look at... Now, this is where my beef comes in. Because if I have to hear somebody tell me that you're infringing on my purse, on my freedoms for asking me to wear a mask, I'm going to rip my own arm off and beat myself with it. <laughs> you might want to beat them with it instead. No, be I, no, because then then they'd have then I'd get sued for some reason. There'd be some like viral video. I'd, Brother, I'd read... you tear your arm off for me. I'm suing you for visual... <laughs> Visual damage. Hey, listen. I mean, you're not. You're, you're choosing to fly on an airline or to go see a business, go into a business or somewhere where their policies are their policies. It's like, oh, if you show up naked to a restaurant and get kicked out and you're like, I don't know what their problem is. You're, you're infringing on my freedom of speech or right. expression. I'm like, really, dude? Come on. So I'm sick of that argument. I'm sick of people saying that. No shirt, no shoes, no service. I'm going to hit someone, man. Yeah, no, I'm with you. You know, here's what I don't understand about the whole thing. and I, I'm, You and I differ a little bit in um, our feelings about the mask, but we're, we're dead on and, and dead even, I think, in our opinion on how ridiculous it is that somebody can think that they have the right to refuse something like being asked to put a mask on. In and a and private, then physically assault someone or, well, or give another, you know. Yeah, whole different. But in a private business. Right. Let's just start with private business. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. You don't want to shop at whatever Joe's pharmacy because Joe says you have to wear a mask. That that's your prerogative. You yeah, do not your have choice. the right. Right. You do not have the right to tell Joe you have to let me in with my shirt off or my shoes off or my mask off. That's completely up to the business owner. And what really blows my mind to your point about flying, this always amazes me. Planes and ships, they both work the same way. You don't have rights. The captain and the crew are God, and you get to get to your destination safely because of their efforts. And anything that they have to do to ensure the safety of that flight, that vessel's voyage, and the safety of the rest of the passengers yeah, and the you, crew. You, they do. They do it, and you, it is an, it, it's a freaking federal offense. You, you don't get to argue with a flight attendant. They no. tell you to do something. Which is funny that it. people think that they, they can. I've never heard a, a pilot come over the, the airway and be like, uh, yes. Well, if you disagree with the flight attendant, go free, have a free for all. And uh, whoever wins the cage match, well, you win. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm just like. Yeah, it's, like it's all like, um, ladies and gentlemen from the flight deck, this is the captain speaking. Um, Todd, can you please leave 3C alone? He's had a hard day. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't happen. The first rule of Fight Club is we don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> That's what goes on in the flights. No, what you do here, as we talked about on the show before, is the captain being extremely bored and, and, and sort of like lackadaisical. But, uh, uh, weather in Houston looks to be... Um, very, very hot. Uh, melt your skin off hot. We'll be touching down in about six minutes. Flight attendants, take your jump seats. Prepare the cabin for landing. You know, that, that's what you hear, Yeah, right? exactly. But, but yeah. You, <laughs> like he's just waking up. Totally. Every time. It's the funniest thing. I'm like, I'm sorry, Bob. Are we bothering you? I thought you were flying this bus. Yeah, no, but you, you do not get to argue. It, if no. you're going to be on an airplane, do what the damn people say. Unless they're you know asking you to hurt yourself or someone else. You do what they say. Yes, and, and putting up wearing a mask correctly is not hurting yourself. And you know, so it, it does make me a little nervous about that because I'm, I, I don't want to get stuck next to somebody, or something, or, or you know, I'm just so I'm to be honest with you, I'm a little bit nervous. I'll let you know how it goes. I'm sure everything will be fine. I'm optimist. I'm an optimist, so I'm looking at the best side of things. But hearing that doesn't make me feel any better. It just kind of sparks all those other arguments about people quitting their jobs. You know, and then trying to sue the company because they quit because they want them to wear a mask for the safety of the rest of their staff. You know, and they're like, oh, well, you're taking away my rights. No, your right is to quit, to make a choice. You don't have to come to work. Yeah. well, when it They're comes not to, forcing you to work. Yeah. When it comes down to something like mask wearing, it, 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 I think we're on the same page. The vaccine is a, is a bit, it's a bit slippery in that I, way. I, I'm right? just on straight up. Go get vaccinated. Oh, I feel the same way. 100%. And like you know, all you guys out there, if you're not vaccinated, I, I'm I'm sorry if you don't agree, but get vaccinated or, you know, wear wear a mask. I'm with you 100. Just what, what? just just do it. I don't understand why why we can't. And, you know, and and if you have medical reasons, I know there's every every person and there's different cases and special cases, but and I'm not talking about those people, but in the masses in general, go get vaccinated. It doesn't cost anything. That yeah. that's all I'm going to say. I'm a very pro vaccine person as well, and I'm hugely pro um, the mRNA vaccines. I think the technology is absolutely amazing. We've talked about it on the show. Yeah, before. yeah, yeah, yeah. But. I, I do have issues with government agencies debating whether or not they can force you to get the vaccine. That's where I kind of get a little squirrely. No, no, um, it's still still a choice, but but do it. Make the right choice. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Our official stances. You, know, <laughs> you, you just made me think of something, actually. You had me watch that show, Mythic Quest. I love that show. There's this great scene in one of the episodes where they're getting angry because somebody keeps bringing up their feelings in the office. Like, what is it with this time and this generation where you think I care about your feelings, right? <laughs> and that is so true with this whole mass thing when it comes to businesses and air travel and all that. It's like, well, I feel that you shouldn't tell me. I, I don't care what you feel. <laughs> what is it about 2020 and 2021 where people think that like the owner of the restaurant you're trying to walk into should give a damn about how you feel well, about how they run their business. Well, Save okay. it for Yelp. I, 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 ag I agree mostly with that. When you're starting to talk, when you talk about the customer service aspect, I, I get that they have to 
that it's it's good to look at it as a for, as a customer standpoint who is paying that. But I don't honestly think that the customer is always right. No, of course not. The customer is almost no, no. I mean, no know. one who's worked retail <laughs> has ever been like, well, that makes sense. The customer is always right. No. So, but anyway, I, that, that's my soapbox about that. Go get vaccinated. And if if you're if you're going to be on my flight to Nashville, please wear a mask and you know just just be quiet, just sleep for the whole whole flight. Yeah, and if you do have to get a little physical with Brian, just tell him it's because you have beef with him. He'll, he'll understand. I, I mean, I would. I, I'll just. I'll let you take the first lick. I just be like, that's fair. That's fair. Oh, you have beef. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's true. I was like, first one's free. <laughs> Jesse, what's your beef? I, I don't know if I've heard that since like 1993. I, I, say, I say things like cool beans too. I like cool beans. I'm down with that. See, because you don't have any beef with that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move into a little bit more. Well, not, we've been pretty global today in general, but. Let's go beyond the globe. That's right. There, I was I was trying to search for something exciting. To, I saw what you're doing. I liked it. Yeah, I was looking it's looking to the stars. Oh, there it is. Oh. There it is. All right. So I want to talk about the space race, what's going on, which is very exciting. I am all for this. I think it is amazing. I, All you billionaires keep dumping money into the space race. You're pro space race. I am completely pro space race. Uh, you know, you love watching little videos and like floating up there. Be like, oh, they're having, they're having so much fun. Oh, go Richard Branson. <laughs> I mean, okay. You goofy looking man. I just love it. And Mr. Branson, if you ever want to be on Neighbors with Knock, you have an open invitation. <laughs> That's right. You um, goofy looking man. <laughs> Well, you know, the Blue Origin, which was Jeff Bezos' uh, rocket, did more of the traditional launch, which looked a little bit cooler when it when it shot up. Versus- I mean, who doesn't love to see a rocket-powered phallus shooting through the air? <laughs> okay, you were going to bring that up, too. Okay, I, I didn't know How if I should bring that up. How can you not bring that up? It did. It looked, it, it looked like a penis. We were so fortunate once upon a time <laughs> on the show to have a guest, uh, an actor, a very talented man by the name of Kevin Cooney. And he was in a scene in Austin Powers where they do a rocket launch and it looks just like a penis. It's a whole hysterical thing. Yeah, I remember. Somebody posted up the the clip and they modified Bezos' rocket. And I'm sure there are hundreds of those going around, if not thousands around the internet, right? But he um, put it up on his social media and he was very uh, good sport about it and joking with it. And somebody says, it really does look like... <laughs> A penis. And I didn't know how to respond. I was like, so say we all, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because nobody can look at that and just go, I mean, my, you know, my kids would be like, whoa. You know? like, it's just <laughs> it's, not. It's very phallic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We'll be, we'll be uh, re-entering the atmosphere in the head. I mean, capsule. <laughs> okay. So, so they went up in the, the phallic rocket and. Uh, yes, served- they got it up. They got it up. They definitely got it. How many puns are we going to try to get in It's here? never going to end. And, of course, uh, Virgin Galactic, you know, they didn't have the phallic shape, but their name is Virgin. So Virgin Galactic went up um, on a, attached to, to a, another ship. I don't remember the, the technical term. How they do, they take it up and they, they fire the rocket at one point once you're at a certain elevation and then you shoot up. But I, I really think it's, it's amazing I don't, it's not so much the fact that the billionaires are up there floating around having so much fun, but it's the whole idea that civilians are able to possibly go into space. It's scary, but it's really exciting. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, come on. People have been dreaming about this since, since the, it's a culmination of 
decades, if not hundreds of years of collective knowledge and inspiration and dreaming. And I, I think that it's absolutely fantastic. I am super proud to live in Texas, right? And have not only uh, Blue Origin going up for Jeff Bezos' operation, but to have SpaceX running their operations out of here for all of the commercial stuff. I think it's just fantastic. We have um, the first commercial space station being built right here in, in near Houston. Oh, there's there's so much going on. There's I mean, there's so much going on. The activity is is incredible, and 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 okay, everyone's like, oh, this it's it's a rich man's game, and right now, yes, it is, which I think is a little ridiculous. Cause I think it's like two hundred fifty thousand dollars to get a seat on one of these flights for 11 minutes, right? It is, and, and from what I understand from seeing the post-flight debriefing with the Blue Origin folks, they are booked solid going forward. He said they're completely sold out. Yeah, but, the, but at the same time, they don't know when the next launch will be. Yeah, yeah, I get it, but that's just S- amazing. Same thing for Virgin Galactic. They've had, they have had so many requests, but they don't know when it's going to be. So I don't, uh, so I, I think there's people, well, hold on, there was one guy that, paid an insane amount. It was like a couple million or 20 million. What was it to go on the, the ver uh, the, uh, the blue origin flight and had to back out. Like he, he paid for it in an auction. Oh really? Yeah. And then backed out. So who took his, his seat? Do you know? I, I don't know who specifically took his seat, but I will say that they had an interesting crew. Of course, Jeff and his brother. So you had, uh, Mark Bezos is that his, his name? I think, um, and then you also had the oldest person ever to go into space, beating John Glenn, uh, Wally Funk, who was a former astronaut, or at least uh, astronaut trainee uh, with the the Gemini program, I believe. Uh, and so she's 82. That's so cool. And so she never got to go. And she trained with, Rush, I think, the Russian cosmonauts and all kinds of, but that was during the program when women were just getting into the space program. So I think it was amazing that she got to go I and had do so this. Much, I had so much fun watching her chat after in the post-flight debriefing i had so much fun watching her i mean she was so excited it's so cool right and my gosh 82 years old reaching 5g's that's no joke well they also not only did they wally funk being the oldest person to go they actually had the youngest person to go for those of you that didn't pay attention that oliver damon who was 18 years old went up you know it, it does irk me a little bit that right now they're trying to they're asking so much money for someone to do this and people are willing to pay it I get it, but... I don't think it's a function of, of asking. I think it's what it costs. I think until they go to scale, they can't bring the cost of these operations No, and that's why enough. I'm rooting for this to keep going because right now you get more people in the game and put more skin in the game, it's going to drive all the cost down. For sure. Right? And, and that's what I'm kind of hoping for because this is something I would totally do. But look at what we've done. It's, it's so amazing. I say we. Like I was a part I say of any of this. Well, you know? but, well we... <laughs> would you, would you go? editorial we, dude. Would, would, would you go? No. I, money aside, money no, aside. No, no. Not no, not even. Brian, not, I get scared in my bathtub. No, no, I, I know, but it's it's space. It's not just like, it's just. Yeah, no, I, I don't do well with. You'd um, be a hero. You'd be remembered. or planes. You'd have a really cool plaque. spacecraft. <laughs> I like watching spacecraft. I watch like really geeky spacecraft. I'm a sci-fi junkie. Not so much. Do I want to strap my ass to a rocket and have somebody light it? <laughs> they, they'd have a Philip Goffrey day. No, no, to answer your question, Brian, no, I don't think that I would go up. It, it's not something, yeah, I mean, like romantically, I would love to see it. I would love to experience the planet from that altitude and, and you know, 
pontificate about how small we really are and how precious the blue globe really is and all that stuff. Which I hear is what people what happens to people when they when they do this. So. Yeah, I think most of that is talking point bullshit. You know, it's like. But this is coming from like actual astronauts. Astronauts that spend time up there and they get to see the actual weather systems really rolling through and they're, they're orbiting. They're up there for days, if not weeks, if not months, if not even a year. Totally get that their perspective can be genuinely and dramatically altered. But for these folks who go up, they don't actually go to like, you know, space, space. They don't do an orbital uh, rotation. They well, that's the next step. I understand, right? But for them to come back down and say, oh, yes, I can completely see <laughs> what You're not everyone buying. You're was not buying. saying. My, I'm going to focus my efforts on, you know, fuck, you've had that scripted for months. Don't, well, don't okay, do that. and that's my thing. I, I don't want to be, unless it's a free flight, I don't want to do this 11-minute deal. I would prefer if it was like uh, one orbit, and I believe it was like 90 minutes to orbit the Earth, I think is what it... That sounds about right. I think that was about, I think that was what I, I read somewhere that was about 90 minutes. Or, and I would do that going up and being able to orbit the earth and then come back down. That would be cool. Yeah. I, mean, I would I, totally I suppose do that. That would depend on exactly what altitude you're at. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something like that. Whatever the, the math is, you know, but it has been a really big year because you had the rover that landed on Mars. You had the first flight man flight machine on Mars that happened. Now you have all of this. It's just, it's really exciting. It's kind of, like people talk about, you know, when uh, the Kennedy days of, you know, the getting to man to the moon, um, Apollo 11 and, you know, and all those, all, all those missions. And it, it's, it feels like there's a, a new rejuvenation of the program. There's definitely re rejuvenated uh, and renewed energy. I agree. I also think that it's very, very interesting and very telling that it really is a free market economy that has allowed this to happen, right? It's private enterprise. That is allowed Which us to I'm move. all for. Keep going with Absolutely, that. Absolutely, right? It's, it's what because otherwise no, no, no federal money. Don't don't government that that stuff. Well, there's just no incentive. You need the very wealthy people buying the tickets to make it happen, to make it real, right? To support the program, to pay for all the engineering, yeah, and yeah, all the yeah. development. Well, it is time for us to wrap it up. But let us know what you would want to do in space. I'm, I'm always curious. Yep, absolutely. And please do tune in every Friday for new episodes. We have some incredible guests coming this season. We're super excited. We hope you are too. Yeah, and go back and check out our other episodes. Listen to past guests from seasons one and two, as well as this season. Subscribe to the podcast. Check us out on social media. We'd love to get that goal up to over 5,000 subscribers. So we'll see you next week. Peace. Out. Peace.